the new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Mabuhay and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees all things new. This is King Gonzalez streaming live from Quezon City. And you guys are watching the season ender of season four of Realty Realities. Christmas every day. Let's spread the love not only on December 25, but every day. Because Christ shows his love every day to us. And so we show this love to everyone. Every single day. A good Saturday afternoon to everybody. Maraming salamat po for streaming and watching us live wherever you guys are from. Or if you're going to watch this via replay, marami pong salamat. Um, earlier, I said this is the last episode of the fourth season. So we're very thankful to you for stick it, sticking it out for the whole season. Uh, we do hope that you've learned a lot from all the episodes. And today is going to be another interesting episode as we talk to you about What's important in the real estate industry? Are we realty back on track? But before we talk to you about it, we'd like to thank the people who have made this 
season possible for us. Starting off with Oh My Home. Oh My Home, always on your side, always by your side. So Oh My Home is the newest app and website from Singapore that makes it easier for us to find our dream houses and dream property investments. We also have Vista Residences built with a purpose. So Vista condominiums are all located strategically near your offices and near your kids' school. We also have Business Mirror, our media partner, for a broader look at today's business. If you don't want too much of the entertainment and the politics, then go to businessmirror.com.ph. We also have our coffee partner, Shift Cafe, that perks us up, even our guests, because they also receive uh, a, their own glass of uh, the shifter. That's that's their famous um, concoction of coffee. And we also have, which we're giving out today. Can we have the screen here, please? Another. And this is this is the last for this season. You know, this this pretty artisan bag from Marikena, care of few bags by Kendi. Since this is the last episode, we're also giving out these cute Vista Residences pencil cases. So how do you win? Just ask and you shall receive. Ask a question to our guest and the first person to do so by putting it in the comment section gets yourself the cute bags by Candy. And then, you know, if you want to shout out to your friends and uh, um, just put it in your comment section and you'll get yourself the Vista Residence pencil cases. Okay? That's easy. Because just like Christmas, you like giving away all those prizes to you without too much hassle, right? Okay, so what do we have this afternoon? Um, as, as we started the season with a review of the quarter two property industry, we'd like to end this season by giving you a review of Q3. And because I suppose as sales professionals, as, as investors, you'd like to know, is it a good time for me to buy the Visayas Avenue property and make it into a commercial center? And to the sales professionals, will, will it be an easier time for me to sell because the economy in the real estate industry is coming back, right? And who best to talk to us about it uh, but none other than, well, he's always guesting uh, conferences when it comes to review of the property industry because he is the founder of KMC Solutions. He is also the managing director of one of the biggest real estate brokerages, if not the biggest in the Philippines. That's KMC Saville, Philippines. Let's put our hands together for our first episode guest. And now who's coming back today to give you good news? Mr. Michael McCullough. Mike, please come in. Mabuhay. All right, all right, Mabuhay. Hey. 
Thanks for having me again, King. Let me, let me uh, get that flag a bit, just to show our colors. Well, uh, because I, I do know that, uh, although, it, you know, you are American, but you are a Filipino at heart, Mike. Am I correct? The country has adopted me, thankfully, both uh, uh, spiritually and legally. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Well, we need to get good talents to the country because it is needed. Just, just like getting, uh, I'm not sure if you are into PBA, but just getting Justin Brownlee to support the Gilas team in, in, in the FIBA uh, to get those qualifications. A few, good players, a few good players can really raise the bar of the whole team, right? Yeah, yeah. Just like you've been raising the bar uh, when it comes to doing business in the Philippines. Especially in the lines of real estate, right? We we've been uh, dodging the bar. We just we don't want to get hit by the bar is <laughs> the biggest thing. Yeah, the last few years have been uh, an interesting journey to write out in the Philippines for sure. Yeah, yeah, and uh, to to those who have just woken up, yes, because it was also disturbed by this thing called COVID pandemic. All right, you haven't heard about but, it yet. <laughs> the big question in everybody's mind is are we realty back on track mike well you know i feel a lot better answering this question today than i probably would have uh, a few weeks ago um, i think the worst is potentially behind us so you know i've got some uh yeah <laughs> when you hit rock bottom you can only go up right <laughs> yeah but, yeah i'd like to call that I'm hoping that there's the bottoming of the market, but um, also we need to be honest with ourselves and uh, there mm -hmm. are some headwinds and that is the rising interest rates and the uh, increasing rates of inflation, mm -hmm. which um, you know will hit uh, consumers and will specifically hit lenders. And real mm -hmm. estate is a debt game. And uh, whether you're the developer, you typically take on you know construction loans. And if you're the, end user or occupier you also go to the bank and get a uh, mortgage so you know this is going to um have an effect on the real estate market we're not sure exactly how that plays out because there mm -hmm. is such uh such pent-up demand for uh -huh. for housing that there's yeah. it, it, it's the one bright spot i'd say of the uh, real estate market um or yesterday i was at a uh, conference and the uh, tourism sec secretary uh, from Cebu spoke Security and Secretary Frasco. She was very, very clear on her agenda and things such as a better airport experience for, you know, um, you know, 80% of the market, I think is OFWs and, and, and Filipino uh, tourists, but mm -hmm. the other 20% is potentially, you know, uh, Southeast Asia or China, uh, US, Korean, Japan uh, tourists. Yeah. She wants to have a better airport experience. She wants to have better uh, Wi-Fi access points kind of in the provincial areas for digital nomads. Mm -hmm. And she wants to have a better bathroom experience for <laughs> some tourism places. I thought she was right on point. So, you know, I have to give her a lot of credit. No, um, the, 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 um, the, the current secretary is quite bullish when it comes to providing, uh, yeah, the better tourist experience, right, to, to visitors here in the, in the country. And she means so because she's from the local government so uh um, she really gets it yeah, yeah yeah 
Local government really does stuff. Uh, national government says they do stuff. Historic. Really <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, true, true. No, because, I mean, because local... You can yeah, really I mean, affect lo your local... At the local level, politics are much cleaner. You can really get mm -hmm. stuff done. You can really roll up your sleeves. It's much harder to do that at scale. Yeah, yeah, not, true, true. I'm not saying specifically to the Philippines, you know, just yeah, yeah, generally yeah. across the world, right? Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, okay. Uh, so do you want to... Do you want to review the real estate industry by going one by one? Yeah, maybe we can cover a couple of different markets, sectors. Right, uh, the different sectors. Yeah, and if you want, you know, we, we, we released our Q3 um, Metro Manila office uh, report. Yeah, okay. And basically, can, can we pull it out, please? Um, we, we have something prepared for, for the viewers. The Q3 office market, right? Because it's a very the, good indicator, right? If if the economy is already getting back on track, is that if occupancy well, rates are going down? So you know, the economy is um, diverging from say office space demand. Uh, mm -hmm. It the economy can do well without office space now because there's so so much work from home. Oh, okay. Okay. Right yeah. now, obviously, that is a huge cash flow component for for developers uh -huh, and uh -huh. and real estate investors. They do love reoccurring revenue from multinationals that pay rent, mm -hmm. you know, every month, um, and it falls right into the bottom line. There it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you know our our report and and some others have kind of come up with a you know re relatively similar figures. Um, <laughs> We go into full screen mode there. Yeah. Well, like they, like what I was telling you earlier, right? Your your figures are all about uh, the same line to CBRE's figures. Well, when when I had them on the show, the first first episode of the season. Yeah. So um, you know, we're pretty. Yeah. We're you know, I think uh, we grade buildings similarly. Um, there's a lot of new inventory. It's pretty clear to get the uh, current vacancy from that. So roughly we're tracking about 20 plus percent, you know, 20.6 percent, some uh, vacancy rate across uh, Metro Manila. And, <laughs> and that's in the key, that's kind of third quarter. You can go okay. down another page if you want. Let's see. Does you want to go full 20, screen or? 20 percent, right? There we go. Yep. Maybe she wants to go full screen now. That's so, okay. You know, go real, ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Yeah. So you know the the real you know challenge I think to the market um, besides the fact that some companies have given back space because they mm -hmm. believe in a work from home model. At least a portion of their um, uh, employees will will work from home, and that uh -huh, is working uh -huh. for them. Yeah. Um, so a, a portion are working from home, and some companies are giving back space now. New companies are still coming to the Philippines, and why? Because of uh, the great, the great value they get from Filipino uh, talent. And as can we give can we give our BPO uh, employees? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. BPO workers are truly like uh, industrial heroes. You know, like they, mm -hmm. they bring in twenty six billion U.S. dollars a year into the economy. Um, mm -hmm. A great deal of that you know eight to fifteen percent of that potentially flows into uh the real estate market 
Um, and so, you know, that, that helps, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of developers. And I think developers have been a lot more bullish on getting their products, uh, sold outside of the country. They've been new and mm -hmm. roadshows again. They've been, um, because I think this whole, like, I, I may die or I, you know, maybe I do, or maybe I want to get back to the, to my friends and family, or maybe I want to get back to my home country. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, they're going to start investing. Yeah. You know, they, they need a backup plan. If something goes wrong for them in us, Europe, uh, middle East, at least they've got something to come back to if they, if they have to get, you know, come back to the mm -hmm. Philippines. So that's probably been a bright spot for developers, uh, selling to OFWs, uh, but back to the office, um, you know, Makati has, uh, had a challenge and some of that has been the get back of office space, but a lot of that has been new supply that's putting pressure on rents. Um, uh, rents uh, have only dropped about one, one and a half percent. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it looks flat. The headline rents have only dropped, you know, one uh -huh. to one and a half percent. But what we'll see is we'll see developers. Uh, what, what what rent are we talking about here in terms of in terms of uh, per per square meter rates? Yeah, so the grade what's, A what's buildings the are hovering right around like one thousand. The, the grade A buildings are kind of hovering around yeah. one thousand plus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The premium buildings, you're looking at like thirteen hundred to eighteen hundred pesos per square meter, kind of in that range. Uh -huh. um, but what we're uh -huh. really seeing is developers that are reasonable and they want to get a deal done and they will sweeten up the offer by offering a lot of rent free, whether that's three months, six months, eight months, nine months, um, and brings down those net effective rents, uh, kind of 10, 20%. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. That's yeah. right. That's right. I mean, I think we'll see grade eight buildings, you know, being happy to do deals at like 750 per square meter, for example, for the right brand. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. um, so you know, oh, yeah. it might be a thousand. Yeah, man. Uh -huh. uh, the, there's a, there's a real big gap between what um, people are willing to pay for an office. And so when you say office. when you say grade A buildings, um, it, it does not just necessarily refer to their location in Makati, right? But also, you know how how the building looks like in in, in its makeup. So yeah, you know, um, there's no real hard and fast rule for grade A. Like there's no mm -hmm. real definition in the world. But uh, the way we break it down is grade A grade A location is probably like, you know, 30% of the weight or 33% of the weight, meaning mm -hmm. Ayala Avenue or Ayala Avenue, yeah. Right. Avenue or something. Right. Right. right, uh, right. And then, uh, what kind of amenities does it have? Does it have high speed lifts, uh, you know, secure uh -huh. park uh -huh. facilities, um, fiber optic, uh, lines, uh, food court or other amenities. Um, and then we, we also look at the general age and, and upkeep of the building. Okay. And that's been okay. the real challenge. I think, you know, some of these buildings, a lot of the buildings in Makati are greater than 10 years. You're, you're talking about Makati CPDs, right? Makati CBD specifically, right? The, Makati CBD some of these, some of these buildings don't have sprinklers even. Well, that, that's not true. Uh, all the high rise buildings definitely would be up to code and they would have to have. Sprinklers. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, the low rise buildings, anything less than four stories technically uh did not need sprinkler system but oh, no okay. okay life 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 and safety systems are generally you know up to code mm -hmm. um or they every every 
15 years, I think they have to get a structural certificate and they get, you know, they get reinspected. So, okay. you know, can, I'm not so concerned up, about that. Can we pull but, up the slide again? But air conditioning systems are getting older. Elevator systems are getting older. Uh, uh -huh. The maintenance uh -huh. on some of these buildings are getting cost, uh, you know, more costly every year. Yeah. And yeah. that will get passed down to the tenants, unfortunately. Oh, association okay. dues. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because of higher maintenance costs for for these equipment, costs. right? Yeah. Okay. So vis-a-vis -vis Makati and uh, its its partner, I don't know if it's a competitor BGC. How is it? How is it faring? Like how's BGC? Yeah. So you know, BGC has historically just outperformed um, all the other submarkets. Uh, they did not have exposure to pogos uh-huh uh -huh. and and generally speaking the 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 tenants that moved to bgc um one i think bgc over the last couple of years had a higher quality of life less lockdowns oh. more common mm -hmm. spaces more common events more you know kind of public areas where you could uh as a child go out and leave your house and play mm -hmm. safely in whatever sort of zone that they felt was a safe zone versus you know five feet away was not a safe zone. Yeah. Um, so I think there was a real attraction to BGC and it became a, a true community while uh, Makati had um, many foreign uh, occupiers uh, that were working for foreign companies and mm -hmm. they all fled the country March, 2020. And it became a bit of a ghost town yeah, yeah. Like we've. Never I, seen. I I I remember that. I remember that interview with you because so I think we did that some sometime May twenty twenty, and you were saying that most never of the expats like are outside of the country already. Oh yeah, the majority of my friends sure surely were. Yeah. Are they Are they back now though? So, what, it's an interesting uh, comment or interesting question. Yes, they 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 are coming back, um, mm -hmm. and I've been my calendar has been filled with uh, dinners and lunches and drinks and uh, with with all my friends coming back, but they're not here permanently. So they're coming back for two weeks, a month, but then they'll go back to their home countries and continue to work remotely. Remotely. So, okay. Okay. You know, that's yeah. not, it's not the same as before where they were coming into an office nine to five every day. They were working in Manila with uh, their team in Manila. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. They still remained. Uh, they they kept a, a an office or at least a small office. Yeah. But um, you know, they'll be here for a month, then back in Ireland or or UK or. So, but but or, but this is the new normal, right, Mike? I think that this is the way forward, 100. Okay. percent Yes. I think yeah. people will be living, you know, between multiple uh, destinations, because we have uh -huh. freedom, and we don't yeah. have to sacrifice anymore. Like, uh, if you live in the province, you can as a IT worker, get a lot of your work done. And one or two days a week, you can come into the city mm -hmm. and uh, waste a lot of time in traffic yeah, yeah. and meet your team and, and do that kind of stuff. And then um, go back to the province. True, true. So uh, one of our clients, uh, one of the largest IT outsourcing companies in, in the Philippines has done some uh, studies like heat maps on their mm -hmm. employees over the last two years. And they oh, said yeah. that the majority of our employees were in fringe metro manila areas that's uh -huh. where they live uh -huh. 
-huh. And they, they would commute and come into uh, BGC, Makati, um, QC for the delivery centers. A year later, okay, they moved into the province. So they moved out of Metro Manila officially. Two years uh -huh. later, they moved deeper into the province because it became even more affordable. Or maybe they bought a house or maybe, they, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, and so they're like, wow, you know, our employees went from being, you know, fringe uh, Metro Manila residents to um, fringe kind of, uh, you know, in the province to deep provincial areas. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we connect to them? How do we bring them back into an office? Or do we need to now set up satellite locations in Laguna, in Cavite, in, in Clark? Yeah, but but the government seems to be working working up and uh, telling all those BPOs to get their employees back to to the offices. Um, yeah, is, is that still fight. is is that still the policy of of the government up to now? Would would you know? So you know the government's been going back and forth on that, and and that um, uncertainty causes companies to delay investment. Uh -huh, uh -huh. It causes employees to lose sleepless nights because they don't know if they're gonna have to, you know, leave their new home in the province and have to come back to a bed space in Metro Manila. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. and and they just the uncertainty alone stresses people out in different ways, uh -huh. Uh -huh. and yeah. um, you know, resignations were massively up in the middle of that government dispute between PESA BOI. Oh, yeah. You have to come back. You don't have to come back. Okay, you're gonna have to come back in a few more months. Employees are like, this is stressing me out. Uh, I'm gonna quit my employer for the last you know, two, three, four years, and I'm gonna work with somebody who's 100% work from home, and I'm not, you know, dragged back into coming back into uh, Metro Manila. So, so we saw up, massive resignation today, Mike. You're saying that the government still dilly dallying. Uh... When it comes to that policy, they're of, kicking uh, a can down the road, is what they've done, and they uh -huh. forced a lot of BPO companies to now explore going BOI, which um, is not necessarily the easiest direction, but is an easier path. If mm -hmm. you're saying I want to hire um, 100 Filipinos, uh, 100 Filipinos might be in the province, or mm -hmm. 10 or 15 of them might be in the office in Metro Manila. By the way, I want to give them all laptops. And I don't want to have to file a report every time that laptop leaves my office, because no, that's okay. kind of what you had to do under PESA. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Because you were able to import them in tax-free, and if you just let them leave a tax incentive zone, it's kind of theft of twelve percent uh -huh. GDP. Mike, just just to go back to the slide of PGC, I did notice that what we're talking about here isn't exactly reflected on BGC because the vacancy is single digits now. It's single digits. So, yeah, that's great news. I mean, I'm, uh -huh, I'm uh -huh. conveying the message here very well. But um, I, I mentioned BGC was a real community mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. you know, has a it's master plan. It felt safe. It still feels safe. It, um, it's got events going on every weekend. And yeah. I think if you are a senior decision maker, you're gonna say, let's put the office in BGC, whether it's a small one, big one, um, let's put it there. And uh -huh, uh -huh. Uh, we've, we've seen, you know, companies expand here and we've seen um, companies vacate space in Makati. 
So that's uh -huh, why you've seen uh -huh. Makati having, you know, kind of closer to 20% vacancy rates and BGC at, you know, upper nine, nine plus percent, uh -huh, but sub, uh -huh. sub 10%. And again, anything under 10%, we really feel is a healthy, um, it's a healthy market. Okay. Okay. But, but when you're, when, when you say, um, so BGC is getting filled. And are are there additional additional spaces that uh, we're we're forecasting to be built in BGC? Yeah, there is some new supply, and if you see it kind of that top right chart, it shows mm -hmm. kind of upcoming supply, and it's it's not a lot um, for the market. And we forecast that uh, the majority of the the supply in 2023 should get absorbed by um, new entrants coming in and some of the expansions mm -hmm. of the existing players. Um, and then in kind of 2024, you know, maybe there's a little bit extra supply in the market, but um, we're we're very comfortable with how BGC as a as a district mm -hmm. or sub uh, sub market is is holding up and faring. I see. And and th this is, I suppose, not just caused by um, BPOs coming back. Uh, but but also increasing in in terms of other providers um what what are the other drivers are these local companies expanding you know manufacturing companies or are what's what's a driver of, of this growth yeah it's a good question so um we do have there are some large e-commerce players here within uh within bgc um you have the shoppies and lazadas uh the the panda food panda is here um, uh -huh. Meta is here. Uh -huh. They were a large uh, taker. Facebook okay. Meta was a large uh -huh. uh, taker of space. Um, Wells Fargo took up a large chunk okay. of space. Um, uh -huh. They're already here, uh -huh. but they expanded. Um, I think um, Abbott uh, took up uh, additional space. And um, there's some other healthcare companies that are continuing to expand. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and again, you've also got the local firms. You you have local demand. You have engineering firms. You have architecture firms. Mm -hmm. um, you know, local professional services firms that are they're expanding. So it's not just BPO uh, or or captives. It is mm -hmm. a that is a large driver for sure of the market, particularly here, here in BGC. Yeah. But also um, uh, local companies that want to locate their office here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um. We'll move a bit. Uh. We're we're at the center. We're talking about Makati BGC. Let's fast track a bit. Well, don't drop by Ortigas because we're kind of rushing our time. We'll let's fly right over Quezon Ortigas. City. Let's go to QC. Let's, the, the, the let's go city. to QC, right? Yeah. Um, why? Because uh, for personal reasons, this is uh, where I specialize in, and. A lot of viewers also are curious when it comes to Quezon City as a business district. Sure. All right. So we we have this uh, major company that's that's building up. I think it's a thirty hectare. No? Oh, for even forty hectares. Uh, the Virtus, the Virtus North, uh, Virtus North area, yeah. right? Um, are we also seeing same same uh, same developments or same growth? Figures can can we have the Quezon City slide, please? Yeah, I mean we, we you know we have some data on on uh, Quezon City. I think it has some serious promise. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but basically that market is um, largely uh, made up of three developers. One is Eaton, okay. one is Ayala, yeah, right. and, and one is SM. Okay. And they're still having a hard time, I think, understanding what the rates are for Kism City. <laughs> and, and because they were getting, historically, they were getting pretty high rates um, uh-huh. because multinationals were paying paying them. And that that has slowed down. They have some of the highest vacancy rates um, in Metro Manila, Kism uh-huh. City uh-huh. does. And they have some of the highest rents. And, and so there's just a large gap between the expectation of a tenant and the um, price points of, of these landlords. Sorry, what, what what price points are we talking about? Well, they were thinking at one point in time, you know, 750, 700. Um, oh, we're, you know, a discount to Makati. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, you have to go a lot further uh, down. I think, you know, tenants are looking to, to spend 500 pesos per square meter. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's a large gap, right? That's like a 30 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent delta uh-huh. from what their initial offer is to what a tenant uh, wants to pay. Uh-huh. Um, it is a hyper located, you know, it's, it's hyper connected uh, city. You've got access to all the talent in the north. You've got M- uh, MRT, LRT. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Commonwealth. I mean, you've got you know um, the gateway to NLEX and, and the gateway to the north. I yeah. think it's um, a very uh, hyper um, connected location. But, but but where where's the but? I'm waiting for the but. Yeah, no, I, you know, I, I think when developers realize uh, the price points and, and and there's a gap like the supply demand uh-huh. curve, they're not uh-huh. connecting right now. It will uh, how, connect. How, how, what's, what occupancy rates are we, are we looking at? So the vacancy rates, um, about 30%. Oh, okay. Vacancy rates of 30. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, and there's not a lot of take up happening. Mm-hmm. It's been, mm-hmm. uh, a relatively slower market. I don't think it needs to be, um, in terms of retail and in terms of housing, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, Things are going off there. Uh, so unfortunately, any 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 per, any particular reason, uh, Mike, why why it's at thirty percent and you're just looking at nine uh, percent for BGC and Makati? Like, it's economics one hundred and one, man. There, there's too much supply and not enough demand. Oh, okay, okay, right, and and, right. and eventually at uh, at the intersection uh-huh, of an uh-huh. X curve, uh-huh. at a certain price, there will be demand. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't they're not connecting yet oh okay i i thought it was more like um international companies would would uh, like the address in bgc more than it is in in quezon city look uh, there's a lot of the, a lot of that is true i mean the quality of office stock in uh quezon city is not you know it's not leading global standards uh quality Oh, okay. So, you know, it's decent. It's mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, next to malls or connected to malls or next to LRT stations or MRT stations. Um, it does have a lot going for it, but it it can't command the the price delta that a BGC or even Ortigas. Ortigas mm-hmm. had a significant amount of take up. 
Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And they had, you know, all their buildings are basically brand new. Lead gold, lead platinum, you know. They, they just yeah. built really nice buildings. And, and they're at a much, they're at like a 50% discount to Makati. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. if you're in Makati, why wouldn't you move to a brand new building in Ortigas? It- better connections mm-hmm. for all your employees and have to have to rent. Yeah. So do, do we shout out the developers now? To, they read to my report. I don't know if they watch the show yet, but uh, they, they, they definitely read the reports. And uh, they get well, we're, we're more visuals and uh, we'd like Commentary. to hear it, right? <laughs> so calling, calling. <laughs> you might want to reconsider your, uh, your rental rate. Yeah, if I mean, you want to attract more market into your buildings, that's right. I mean, um, they're slowly waking up to this reality. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you've sat on a building for a year and you've only leased out one floor and you have you know three more towers to go, uh-huh, uh-huh. you're scratching your head like, what are we doing wrong? That's right. No, because because uh-huh. I think the pride the pride of Quezon City is well aside from the fact that uh, it is the largest income generating city in in Metro Manila and largest population. Is, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, it's the most populous. Um, it also gets a lot of uh, BPO agents from nearby Bulacan and Pampanga, right? hundred so, percent. That's that's why I, I I was surprised when I saw and, and heard from you that it's at thirty percent. So yeah, I mean I think places like Clark have had more take up. Elo Elo's had more take up than Kazan City. Yeah, it's because it's almost faster for people to you know drive north and get to Pampanga and and, and Clark than it uh-huh, is uh-huh. to get into Kazan okay. City right now and then okay. pay Manila. Prices for yeah, because because connectivity's connectivity is also good, right? Connectivity is also good. You you highlighted earlier that connectivity in terms of transport is also here, right? I I'm I'm based off Quezon City, is is it's also strategic. So it really boils down to price, Mike. That's uh, economics one on one, man. The, eventually, you know. Supply has to match uh, demand, or demand needs to, you know, uh, lead to yeah. Economics yeah. one hundred and one. Okay. Okay. So well, hopefully, we'll, we'll... at some price point, there will be demand. Um, okay. And our gut feel, our research says it's going to be in, kind of in the five hundred range, and uh-huh. and the okay. The issue isn't so much rent; it's also the expectation of salaries for someone who then lives and works in metro manila because mm-hmm. rent is maybe eight to ten percent of cost of a company's total uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, you know okay. um, salaries are are 70 or 80. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. so if i go to clark which is another hour and a half or hour drive north yeah and then i save 10 or 20 percent on my labor and the real estate's the same cost uh-huh. i don't really uh-huh. care I'm going. Yeah. I'm, I'm going for the labor savings. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a bigger line okay. item on your budget. Okay, okay. Then, then it makes sense. Then it makes sense. And, and that's that's the issue to convince companies to like, hey, don't go to Clark. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come back to QC. Yeah. And then you're like, 
you, you, you don't have to give it away, but you have to help them cover the price point different mm -hmm. difference in, in salary expectations mm -hmm. of having a worker in Quezon City versus someone in Pampanga. Well, I, I just have an insight uh, in, in my head, right? Um, Quezon City is really known for small and medium enterprises. But these small and medium enterprises, just like uh, my, my brokerage, is based off uh, near our homes, right? Our offices are near our homes. It may not have the best connectivity or the aircon or the, 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 the fast um, elevators, but we can live with it. So I, I, I sure. think it's, it's also to attract it's also to attract these small medium enterprises, which are a lot more than, than your multinationals in Quezon City, to attract them to, to move over and to be in an office building. Yeah, you know, we, we look at the recovery, um, the, the, the probably most popular size inquiry that we get right now is 200, 250 square meters. And this is the SMEs that you're talking about. That's what yeah. that's all they need. Yeah. But the best part of SMEs is this year that's 250. A year later, they're like, we're ready to expand and it's 500. A year later, it's a thousand. Yep. They're the fastest yep. ones to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yep. there's not a lot of great options for 250 square meters. Yeah, there's not yeah. uh -huh. super ready space available. And then maybe there are in you know some of the other buildings, right? But uh -huh. some of the buildings uh -huh. that we track, which is grade A from uh -huh. the uh, major developers, there's no 200 square meter cut. There's no 250 yeah. square meter cut available. And then more importantly, if you did find something available, like a whole floor and then, okay, we're finally willing to cut up a whole floor for you. Mm -hmm. um, it's a concrete box and yeah. you're going to be 5 million pesos in the hole to then, mm -hmm. you know, level the flooring, add carpets, add a ceiling, air yep. conditioning yep. units. It's a, yeah. it's a real capital expenditure that uh -huh. given the economy, a lot of companies, particularly smaller companies, don't want to uh, make those capital investments right now. Right, 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 right. Well, so we, we, if we uh -huh. segment into uh, co-working or, you know, mm -hmm. flexible office space, we are finally, you know, about to open up uh, something. We're just trying to, you know, we're in the middle of signing something in QC. So we are well, you are the neighborhood. Eventually, you are? hopefully, okay, hopefully, at the right yeah. rate, you know, we're, we're still trying uh, to convince landlords uh, to uh, accept our low ball offer. Yeah. Um, because we're, we're just a function of the market. Um, these SMEs yeah. also are giving us low ball offers. We, we, we don't do anything for free. Um, but, 500, yeah. lower than 500. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Accept it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Okay, okay. Um, well, we have a lot of bases to cover. We're, we've only discussed about office market. There's still a lot more. And uh, I need. And we have two minutes left of, in the segment. I, I need to get a bit of water. So we will be right back after a few reminders from our sponsors. So just hang on to your seats and see us in a few minutes. All right? Bye.
A good Saturday afternoon once again, and welcome back to Realty Realities, where we're talking to the managing director of KMC Savills. Uh, they're the one of the biggest, if not the biggest, real estate firm in the country. And we're talking about, are we realty back on track? And it seems like it slowly recovering uh, just like the other industries in the economy um office like like what uh, mike mentioned it's it's uh vacancies are going down right and occupancies are going up right so let's let's talk to him about the more juicier stuff uh well at least for me that's commercial and residential property so let's bring back Michael McCullough. Okay, while you're coming back, Mike, while you're coming back, let me just uh, think again. Two bags by candy. Simply by asking a question to our guests, we get this beautiful bag. And then if you want to shout out to anybody, you'll get for yourself a Vista Residence pencil case. Right, Mike. Um, offline, I said, let's not pull out the slides anymore because we're running out of time. Let's just do do casual talk about the two of the juiciest things for me, and that's commercial market. Um, our our rent. Uh, although I do have an idea because I specialize in it, I want to know generally for Metro Manila, our rents back on pre-pandemic rates. So. One, that's a good question. Um, basically, you know, the, the malls are back at full charge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the malls yeah. were forced to give substantial discounts during, uh, you know, the, the shutdowns. Yeah. Um, and as foot traffic has slowly um, come back, uh, no more face shields, finally, no more face masks, even better. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I think foot traffic and, and it's the burr, the burr months. Uh -huh. um, which is roughly 40% of the 40 to 50% of a uh, retailers sales happen in, in these couple of months. So yeah, we'll start seeing some of this uh, sales data come out. Um, mm -hmm. my general hunch from being out in the market and going to, uh, malls and restaurants is that people are spending again. I don't know if it's pent up demand and if this is sustainable. But uh, or revenge shopping or uh, some of those uh, terms that have been used. Yeah. But um, if you go to any mall, uh, yeah. the restaurants look full. Yeah. The retailers look like they're making sales, and uh, there's a lot of shopping bags in hand. I was about to use that term because it is uh, revenge tourism happening, right? So you know, I was about to ask you: Is it also the same for? for shopping and I, I suppose it is right i mean the the question yeah i mean there's no question that people are spending money right now but the question mm -hmm. is how sustainable is it because we're starting to feel the um the inflation rate you know our, our mm -hmm. money has not isn't going as far as it used to yeah, prices are up at restaurants prices are up at the grocery store sometimes right. substantially yeah and if our incomes aren't substantially up, uh -huh, we uh -huh. as uh, you know uh, uh -huh. consumers are getting pinched a bit. Yep. Yep. So 
you know, you might be spending more on the essentials or we may see certain economic mm -hmm. classes only spend on essentials, mm -hmm. um, which seems to be milk tea. I don't know. The milk mm -hmm. tea always. Milk okay. Tea, there's always but lines of milk tea. <laughs> What's in it in milk tea that, <laughs> that you keep coming back for, right? Coming back for more. Yeah, yeah. I think it has something to do with milk because you know we're we're born looking for milk, right? There's so opiates. Even in milk. <laughs> so you know, one of the most addictive drugs known to man is is opiates. So oh. that could explain some of it. Okay, all right. Okay, does this translate, however, you know, like the pickup of shopping, of, of going going out for eating? Does this also translate to higher rental rate? Or Look, we're still not I at think the level a lot of retailers of are still mm -hmm. a little shell shocked mm -hmm. from the last two years, particularly some landlords were less generous than others. And there is more space out there for whatever reason. I, you know, some didn't recover. Okay. Many retailers, right. you know, uh -huh. shut uh -huh. down. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Filipinos are very entrepreneurial. They uh -huh. find a shut down restaurant and it was a. Uh, Sam Gip or something, or, uh -huh. you know, some uh -huh. sort of a food brand. Then they bring in a different brand. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the question is, you know, the the, the retail interest industry is not uh, it's a fickle industry. Uh -huh. Some are uh -huh. wildly successful. Some are you mm -hmm. know duds. Mm -hmm. um, but you'll see the rebirth of of many of these retail spaces. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you're the entrepreneur taking these uh, massive um, risks. And, and, and investments, you're still a little cautious. So, you know, we, we think we see, th there's a large spread, I guess, um, between what rents could go for, uh -huh, um, uh -huh. specifically in retail. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. a lot of threat with online shopping, um, uh -huh. which was a big thing, uh, maybe last two years. And uh -huh, uh -huh. now that the malls are reopening, I think people love, the traditional retail style of uh, you know walking uh -huh. to a store, feeling it, touching it. So with with, it, with what you're saying, Mike, it. it it seems like you're leading to. I'm optimistic. Um, property conscious. owners shouldn't be putting it back at pre level rates, but to be more uh, to be more understanding of what's happening around us, right? Like yeah, there's, like there's the market online is shopping. Better. Uh, we're slowly recovering cloud from kitchens. The, right? cloud kitchens for delivery. I mean, a lot of people, okay. Okay. you don't need a retail outlet and have to pay uh -huh. Uh -huh. retail uh -huh. prices. You can literally uh -huh. be uh -huh. Uh -huh. one street behind or get the unit in behind and have a dark kitchen and just be on right. grab and right. food panda and be selling, right. you know, non-retail. So are you telling property owners to be more understanding in, when it comes to rental Look, rates? If you're a property owner, you have to find a way to partner with your with your tenants. No, this okay. is about okay. finding win-win solutions right now. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. not us versus them attitude any, any, anymore. Yeah. yeah. Can, can you say can you say that again? <laughs> because I want to I want to crop this. I want to cut this and then send it quote, to quote. my clients. <laughs> okay. Um, it's about finding win-win solutions. It's not uh -huh. us versus them anymore, you know, uh, landlords versus tenants, um, you know, and, and, and I think this is a, you know, you want a sustainable long-term relationship with your tenant. You don't want to squeeze every single last 
peso margin from them. Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you're trying to build up a community or some sort of uh, you yeah. know, little micro micro uh, hub that mm -hmm. has food, beverage, retail, entertainment, uh, lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, you know, foot traffic drives demand and having you know good retailers will bring foot traffic and you, you know so they're really trying to build a uh, some sort of symbiotic relationship yeah yeah true if if i may add if i may add my please uh <laughs> yeah uh just don't look at your bottom lines please um because uh, in in the end uh, your space or the property that you're uh, leasing to is something or a place that these businesses should make profit of, and it's not just you, right? Uh, you you have to consider how much are they gonna sell in this in this space that I'm renting out to them, and not just how much will I earn by leasing it to to these businesses. That that's correct. I mean, uh, for many of these businesses, half their revenue is going into rent. And it's probably not sustainable. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Imagine. And, and, and basically what happens is, you know, they come in, they, 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 they're, you know, maybe six months, one year, eight months in business. And, um, the rent has sucked out all the, all the margin out of yeah. the business and, and they just fold. Um, yep. and some landlords are like, yeah, no, that's fine. You know, I'll just find someone who's better at running a business than, than these guys. And that's a good point. You know, you're welcome to that opinion. Um, but if you're looking to, uh, and, and again, some concepts need to fail uh -huh. to rebirth a, a better concept. It, uh -huh. it is true. Like, you know, yeah. you don't need to give it away, true. but true. you do need to be true. reasonable and, and find, true. um, ways to build a, build a bit of a community there that builds off itself. And yeah. I mean, an empty box, uh, concrete, um, retail store is, there's a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. uh, what makes yours so special or different? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Mike, we're, we're running out of time. Sorry. Uh, but I, I guess the most important thing in our viewers' minds would be, I would say two things, right? Um, first is if I am a property developer or not yet, but I have a sitting asset, uh, say a five five hundred square square meter lot in in one of the busy streets. Uh, should I be developing it now into a commercial center or a building? So that's the first thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's uh, the devil is in the details, but there are certain um, asset classes that typically are doing well right now for a lot mm -hmm. that size. And that might be a two or three story or four story townhome type of development. Um, uh -huh. Uh -huh. You need to take debt. Debt's not cheap right now. Yeah, the, the cost of debt has doubled in, in the last kind of four or five months. And mm -hmm. uh, if you can do it all equity or if you can get some sort of financing from the contractor, there's a million ways to do something if you if you you know have your mind set to it. Uh -huh. um, there still seems to be demand on for these kind of um, mid to high end, you know, maybe eight to twenty million uh, townhouse um, ranges. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, just just the follow up. If I am this viewer and I'm looking for a a home, you know, with without any considerations as to where in Metro Manila, but uh, probably more for investment purposes, right? Where should I be buying? If I mean, if, if, if you want, if budgets the. Again, if you look where the office guys went, they went to Ortigas. So, you know, I kind of feel like the greater Ortigas area um, of kind of passing Mandaluyong. Uh, again, uh -huh. it's all about connectivity. Um, they, they, they are, you know, well-connected uh, cities. Um, mm -hmm. you, could, you could look a little farther north um, in, in Quezon City. Mm -hmm. You've seen a lot of developments. Ayala just announced a 20 billion CapEx uh, expansion and 600 hectares in San Jose del Monte Bulacan to expand their Alteraza project, which is the M end of MRT7. <sighs> so you can kind of follow, you know, infrastructure. That's a, that's a pretty proven uh, model if there's still margins there and still available land there. Uh, uh, uh. Woo, woo. Well, there you have it. 60 there seconds or less. It. What do you yeah, think? Yeah. So, um, you you've heard it if you have if you're investing right san jose del monte i guess but you know watch reality realities which is one also listen to the reports of uh these uh, real estate firms and also do your research right so where hey, the big estate, boys are hyper, hyper local yeah where the search for where the big boys are going to to build and then you right? don't have to i mean you can see where they're building but i wouldn't want to compete with them i think you can find places in your own neighborhood i mean you would know your neighborhood best you would know who's buying there who your friends are who your aunties titas yeah. cousins uh -huh. who are you know li living there and and you would know when a lot is below underpriced uh-huh and, uh -huh. and that's when you're going to find kind of the best opportunities again yeah. your best returns are kind of in your own backyard they always say yeah even even more practical tip than yeah that's that's it so another wonderful session here at vlp realities and that's care of this guy thanks for um, having Mr. Me michael mccullough so again would like to thank you Thank you, Sir Mike, for those insights as well as the reports. And with your permission, um, I can probably get one or two of those slides and then share it on our Facebook page, Absolutely. which is, by the way, Realty Realities on ENT. So again, let's give Mr. Michael McCullough a virtual clap. <laughs> thanks, 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 Mike. Thanks again for having me, King. You're welcome. So that's about the Saturday afternoon that we have and the whole season four that we have. So we promised you during the start of this season to give you insight. You know, our, our episodes are more focused towards the buyers and investors because our first three seasons were focused on the sales professionals. And uh, we've given you, well, we started off with, with CBRE giving, giving, uh, quarter two review, and then we ended we with quarter three review from KMC Seville, and it is 
realty coming back. You know, the real estate industry is back on track. So like what Michael said earlier, you don't have to look far. If, if you're looking for good property investments, just stay within your neighborhood because you know it best. You know what's being sold there. You know what's priced uh, as a bargain. And then you also know what to put up there because you are familiar with the area. So don't go any further. But if you are going any further and looking out because you've already spent your resources within your community and you want to look further, then I suggest you get in touch with King Kong Realty. My number is 0917-166-6234. And let's talk this thing. Lastly, I'd like to thank our sponsors. That's Vista Residences. You know, if, if you want a condo that's close to your office, that's also close to your kids' kids' school, then uh, get for yourself Vista Residences. If you don't have any agent yet, you get in touch with me again. We have Oh My Home, which makes it easier for us to look for our dream houses. You just go to ohmyhome.com and then they have the choices, choices of homes. Both for lease and for sale. This is Mirror. Marami pong salamat sa inyong pagsuporta and for sharing our press releases. Their Shift Cafe for perking us up every episode, every day, as a matter of fact for me, because I am a Shift Cafe drinker. And then Lee, oh, last, but definitely not least, few bags by Kenny. And to you guys for all the love and the support in watching Realty Realities Season 4. God bless us all, and we love you. Bye.